Good morning, everyone. Hey, we got one person having a good morning. <laughs> I know, even a, even a, in a small sample group. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. See, we are past we are past Thanksgiving, so everyone can stop whining. All the people that get all offended when Christmas stuff goes up the day after Halloween, and they we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. You know, well, we've had Thanksgiving, so so whether you want it or not, it's Christmas time. And uh, I'm 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 glad. I'm glad. I love all the lights. I love the festivities. I love the celebrations, and I also love that a huge part of the world. Whether, whether they want to commercialize it or not, it still revolves around the birth of our Savior and all the, the wonderful things that comes with that. Uh, he, he wasn't born to stay in a manger. He was born to travel from a, a manger to a cross, to a tomb, and then the tomb couldn't even hold him. And he ascended, he resurrected and ascended, but the story doesn't stop there. His final resting place is in our hearts. Uh, and when you receive Christ, man, you get so much. And uh, so, so it's, uh, it's, it's the old song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I agree. It's the most time of the year. It even beats the opening weekend of football. Man, that's kind of hard to do for me. So uh, Christ can even trump that. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about hope. Let me find my clicker here. We're going to be talking about hope. We're, we're celebrating Advent, as, as Kate said. Uh, the word Advent means the coming or the arrival. Uh, typically it's associated with uh, someone of great importance or an event of great importance. And uh, I don't know of any greater event than when love was actually born in human form on this planet. Christ is the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, in, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing that was made was made. John chapter 1. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in, into the darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. And the Word became flesh, it says. And we beheld him, the one and only of the, the, the only begotten of the Father. The Word became flesh. That's what's so powerful about Christmas is God took his word and wrapped it in flesh and gave it to us. He gave us his word that everything that he promised, he's going to hold to. And we can have hope in that. Hope is powerful. Hope is powerful. I got to see hope in a man's eyes on Thanksgiving. That was one of the coolest Thanksgiving presents I've had in a while. Uh, we were doing our Annual, as Kate was talking about, we uh, and many many of you were helping us. Uh, we were involved in our annual uh, turkey drop and exorcist exorcism. <laughs> Believe it or not, it sounds crazy. Hey, we're celebrating Thanksgiving and, and dropping off turkeys and exercising some folks. Um, uh, it's been long. It's been a while since I've encountered this, but but I want to share this because it, it lets you know that number one, God's up to something, and number two, the enemy is scared to death. Number three, his word and his power and his blood and his spirit are, are all still relevant. Um, we were wrapping up, dropping off turkeys. And also it, it shows to be instant in season and out of season, as the Bible says. You've got to, uh, you just got to be ready for anything that, that uh, life is going to throw at you. 
And uh, when the kingdom starts advancing, uh, sometimes you start turning over some rocks. You know, you start turning over rocks in the field, you get all kind of critters, all kind of snakes and bugs and everything else. And in the spirit world, you start turning over rocks and spreading the love of Jesus and the, and the gospel truth, all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of spirits out there that don't, don't appreciate it. Um, so it, we, we were wrapping up and carrying some uh, extra boxes of canned goods and stuff back over to kind of where we had home base set up. And uh, Mike Cox, who, uh, who, who may be watching today, Mike, thank you for being obedient to the Lord if you are watching. Uh, Mike Cox took, took the box from me and said, hey, pastor, I want you to get your mind kind of uh, geared up. Uh, a gentleman I just talked to asked if we would pray for his brother. He hadn't been feeling well. And so I was like, oh, absolutely. So the, the gentleman brings the brother back out. Uh, both of them were looking pretty rough. But the brother, it, it wasn't just a matter of not looking well. He just, he looked bad altogether and uh, came out. And I said, hey, I understand you've, you've not been doing well lately. And uh, he said, I, I, he goes, I, I, I'm plagued for, I, I can't get rid of these demons. Well, that's, you know, that could mean a lot of things. And, uh, you know, and so... Uh, now, growing up, growing up in some of the, the the background that I grew up in, it's not necessarily uncommon to see th- these type of things. If you're like, well, I don't know if I believe in that. Well, Jesus, Jesus had to deal with demons; he had to confront them. The disciples had to confront them. Uh, the apostle Paul had to confront them. You know, but the wonderful thing about it, uh, it it's it's you, you know, Jesus when he was resurrected. One of the first things in the book of Mark that he says to his disciples is, "All authority has been given on heaven and earth have been given to me." And uh, if Jesus is alive in you, then you walk in that authority. You know, if you get pulled over by a police officer because you were speeding and they stop you and come issue you a ticket, they're not doing it on their own accord. They're doing it with the authority of the municipality of the city of, city of Arlington, you know. And same thing when you operate, if you're operating in his authority, in his name, uh, you, you've got all of heaven backing you up. So, so anyways, uh, long story short, uh, we, we just took authority over these spirits. And uh, before it was all said that now, did he, did he go all Linda Blair on us and everything like the exorcist? No, no, we, we just didn't let it. We, we, we just said, we're not, we're not playing that game. And in the process of praying for him, uh, he straightened up. He started crying like a baby. And I asked him, I said, his name is Joe. I said, Joe, what are you seeing? What are you, what are you feeling? He goes, they're, he said, they're, they've left, they're quiet. You know, I had asked him, I said, how long, have, how long has this been going on? He said, for a month. So I said, well, what, what were you doing a month ago? You know, what did you do to open a door? And he said, I, I was doing some serious drugs. And I said, all right, well, there you go. And, and we had a chance just to share the gospel with him and lead him uh, into, into just receiving the Lord as a, as a Savior. And he wept. He just sat there and wept like a baby. And, and for the first time, not only in his eyes, but his brother's eyes, I saw hope. And I thought, how fitting, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, you don't have to have demons cast out of you today if you don't want to. You know, we don't have to go that route for you to receive hope. We're going to find out. There's a much easier route. But be praying for Joe. Uh, his brother is, is connecting with uh, First Baptist Arlington, so, so perhaps they're there today. They, they do have our information and, and my number, so uh, who knows? Maybe they'll come worship with us at some point. We'll celebrate with them. But just be praying that the work that God started in them, uh, that he'll stick with and be faithful to, if, if Joe will let him. But, but like I said, you don't have to have some cataclysmic thing happen in your life to experience hope. It is actually part of God's plan. You know, uh, we, we just read some scriptures uh, today that talked about a great hope has come to the land. 
A great hope has come to them. They were, they were prophesying about the arrival or the advent of Christ. What I want us to concentrate on going into this Advent season is how will the word of God arrive in your life this season, this year? Because that's the one thing we can have hope in. Regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of how crazy it is out there, man, you can turn off the news, you can just shut down the internet, all that stuff, and just rely on the word of God. Because it's actually part of his plan. Check out God's plan for you. Actually, uh, Pastor Bob read this last week. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Man, he's got some plans for you. We all know the scripture. They are plans for good and not for disaster. If you say, look, the last few years have been disastrous for me. Well, that wasn't part of God's plan for you. Life happens. Horrible things do happen in life. That wasn't God's plan. He can use them and he'll use them for your good, but he doesn't cause them. He says, look, the plans that I have for you are good, and they're not for disaster. It's to give you a future. Think about it. He's not done with you yet. The mere fact, if you say, oh, 2020 was a horrible year. For some folks, it was. But the mere fact that you're still here means you have a future. He's not done, he's not done with it. The fact that you woke up this morning means that someone needed you in their life. So God kept you here. Why? Because he's got a future for you. And check out this game plan. Plans to give you a future and hope. He wants to give you a hope. So I want to encourage all of us today, get your hopes up. Get, get them up and keep them up. Why? Because this got a part of God's plan. If you say, I haven't been very hopeful lately. Well, pick up his plan. Start thinking about his plan for you. You got your mind off of his plan for you. God's plan for you is for good. It's not for disaster. It's to give you a future. But most of all, it's to give you hope. Folks had great hope. There had been prophecies for years about the Messiah that would come and set them free. And this is the thing about God's plan. It's much bigger than what you could ever imagine. If, it, it's much more entailed than what you could conceive and perceive. Eye has never seen, ear has never heard, neither has it entered into the heart of the man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. You know, they thought the Messiah would come and and free them from Roman captivity, from Roman occupation. Yet it was something far grander. The Messiah came to free us from sin, the entire world, not just the Jewish folk, but the entire world. So it doesn't matter what condition you live in, you can be free. That's hope. They wanted freedom from occupation. He offered freedom from sin and death and hell in the grave. He offered eternal life. True freedom can't be contained. That's why you, I've, I've met people that are on death row who have come to a saving knowledge of, the, of, of God, and they're full of love. They've been forgiven. They've been set free. They'll spend the rest of the remainder of their life incarcerated, paying their debt to society, yet they were, some, they were more free than a lot of us. Why? Because they've experienced true hope in their life. True hope. So you can have hope no matter what, the, what your earthly conditions are today. You can have hope because it'll actually keep you secure and keep you prospering. If you read Zechariah uh, 9, chapter, or chapter 9, verse 12, it says, Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity, you prisoners of hope. 
Even today, I declare that I will restore double your former prosperity. I want to speak that in faith into someone's life today. That whatever it is you feel like you've lost the last few years, if 2020 has, has robbed you and taken a bite out of you, if, if even the, you know, for some of us, it wasn't even 2020. It started two years ago, three years ago. For some of us, five years ago, a decade ago. No matter what loss you've encountered, I believe that God is going to bring some restoration into your life. I believe you're going to see it some even this coming year in 2021. And it can start today with hope. Let his word and his promise bring some hope to you. Now, the wonderful thing of hope, this is why God, I believe God has, has designed hope to be part of his game plan, because hope combines itself to faith. We spent a lot of this year talking about faith. Hope is actually what combines itself with faith, and hope is the beginning of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we know it. This is the Amplified, the way, the way that the Amplified version uh, says it. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, or the title deed of the things we hope for. Anybody got any hopes in your life today? Wouldn't you love to have the title deed to that? Faith gives you that. Being the proof of things we do not see and the convictions of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Hope is the beginning of faith. Someone jot this down. Hope is the expectation of God's manifested goodness, which anchors your mind, your will, and your emotions. In other words, your soul. Why does God want to give you hope today? Because he wants to anchor your soul he wants to anchor your mind, your will, your emotions. Wouldn't that be wonderful to end this season still anchored? You ever seen, you ever seen big storms blow in and all the boats that have a good anchor? It doesn't matter how high the winds are. It doesn't matter how things are tossed to and fro. It's going to stay the same. It's going to remain. It's not, it's not going to be drifting out to sea. Why? Because it's got an anchor. And hope, hope is that anchor for us. Get your hopes up today. Get your hopes up. Uh, matter of fact, we see that in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. It says, now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of our soul. Your soul is your, your mind, your will, your emotions. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it a hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. Think about that. The hope that we have in Christ anchors us so sure. It anchors your soul. Man, how many has been dealing with crazy emotions this year? Let hope anchor you. How many has been dealing with crazy thoughts? Let hope anchor you. Your will, your desires, May have floated all over the place because of everything that's going on in the world. Let hope anchor you today. Now, hope deals with our mind, our conscious, right? Faith comes from the spirit. The Bible says that God's given us a measure of faith, each one of us a measure of faith. Now, it's up to us how we want to grow that measure. It's just like working out. If you want to get healthy, if you want to grow muscles, you know, hey, these, these, these guns that JJ like displays every Sunday, right? 
They just didn't happen, right? He had to work at it. He, he mainly works at it dodging Kate, you know, keeping them in line, <laughs> keeps them in shape. But in other words, faith will expand the more you use it, okay? But faith comes from the Spirit. This is the wonderful thing about faith. Faith joins itself to the Word, to the Word of God, and it says some things, and it allows you to say some things. So first you start hoping. Hope is the beginning of faith. Faith comes along and joins it to the Word of God. In other words, if you have some hope today, your faith is going to rise up and say, let me take that hope and let me associate it with part of the Word. Now you can speak it out, and that's pretty... That's, that's pretty powerful. Hebrews 4.13 says, Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he who wrote, I have believed and therefore I spoke, have spoken. We too believe and therefore we speak. When you have hope, faith rises up and takes that hope and associates it with a word. And then you, it gives you the power to speak. Speak out the word of God. That's what we're instructed to do. We're not instructed to go talk about and complain about our mountains. The Bible says to speak to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Stop talking about your problems and speak to your problems. Why? Because you have the authority. If you, have, if you believe you have faith, you can speak it out. And your problems will, 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 will adjust to the word of God. But it starts with hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Whatever hope is made of, that's what faith comes from. So while hope secures our mind, faith is from the Spirit. Faith joins itself to the Word of God and helps us to speak it out. Now, what's awesome, when you start speaking the Word of God, it allows you to actually realize your hopes. It manifests your hopes into this realm. It says, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 11 and 12 says, We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end, so that what you have hoped for may be fully realized. Wouldn't that be awesome? Are there some things in your life that you've been hoping for? Wouldn't you want to see them realized in your life? And it says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those through, who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. What has God promised us? God's promised us good and not disaster. That's not part of his plan. He's promised us a future and he's promised us a hope. And how do you receive it? First of all, you find that hope. Second of all, you allow your faith to raise up and start speaking it over your life. You know, there's a passage that said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you, you don't have time to get to church to be encouraged. You, we've got to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Sometimes you're going to have to pray over yourself. You're going to have to speak the word of God over yourself. You know, if you don't have hope today, I, I challenge you. Go home. Don't even turn on football today. Go home. Open up your Bible. Go to, I don't care, go to BibleGateway.com. Let me tell you, we've got the greatest resources for Bible study out there, and that's the Internet. I'm telling you, the internet's actually good for more than just getting online and fussing at people. How about that? You can, I know, it's crazy. You can actually go online, go to BibleGateway.com. There's tons of resources out there. Uh, that's one of my favorite ones. And just type in hope and let it pull up every scripture in the Bible that deals with hope. And then read it over yourself. Let your faith comes by hearing. Read it out loud. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And get your hopes up today. 
because it allows you to actually see, manifest it, that which you hope for. Finally, this is where we, we end up today. Don't put your hope anywhere else. Don't put your hope in government. Don't put your hopes in politicians. Don't put your hope in, in your job and the economy and anything. Don't even put your hope in your family. Love your family, but you know, look, let's all, be, let's all be honest. We all got some family that we ain't going to be hoping in, right? <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. You're going to cry at their funeral, but you ain't going to go on vacation with them. I guess I'm the only one with family like that. All right. So, man, lets me know how dysfunctional I am, man. But put your hope, be like David when he wrote, and so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. My only hope is in the Lord. Some of y'all thought Princess Leia came up with that. It ain't in Obi-Wan Kenobi but it's in the Lord. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you. I thank you because Christmas reminds us that there's still hope. And it came in the form of a baby. Hmm. I felt like the Lord just told me the reason why he the reason why he packaged hope in the form of a baby is because every time thank you Lord that's good every time a baby is born that's his way of proving to humanity that he's not done with us that he's not given up on us Thanksgiving Day, I had the opportunity to hold a baby, just a few weeks old. It brings great hope to a family. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the birth of hope. And I pray that you open hope up to those who have been hopeless over the last few weeks. Let them know you're not done with them. You've got great plans for them. And hope is in that game plan. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. amen. Hey, we're entering into a season of miracles. And I promise you, if you keep your hopes up, you're going to see one today. Let's all worship together one more time.